Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring comedian George Carlin, Stan Freeberg, and his panel program, Face the Funnies, another visit with Mel Blanc as Private Sad Sack, and W.C. Fields. One of the hilarious routines that Stan Freeberg did on his radio program was a parody on panel shows entitled Face the Funnies. We turn to our celebrated discussion program, Face the Funnies. Peter? Our panel of experts are with us once again tonight. Mr. G.L. Spoon, Miss Edna St. Louis, Missouri, <laughs> and Dr. Linus Quoit. I'm your moderator, Fulbrook Mason. Now to meet the panelists, first of all, Dr. Quoit. I believe you received your doctor's degree at MIT. Uh, what was your field? <clears throat> I received my doctor's degree in Little Orphan Annie. Uh, that was my major. Uh, my minor was Little Abner. Next, Miss Edna St. Louis, Missouri, who received her master's degree in Tarzan. Yes, the uh, subject of my thesis for my master's degree was Tarzan and the Apes and his uh, influence on the 20th century culture. Mm, all right. <laughs> yes. Now our third panelist, G.L. Spoon, a roving reporter. And you covered the comic strips, didn't you? Uh, that's right. The funnies are my beat, yeah. And what school did you attend? Well, uh, I didn't attend any school as such. Uh, let's just say I'm from the school of hard knocks. That's not original, but it's very apt. I, I see. I uh, may not have any doctor's degrees like some other people around here, but uh, I'll go on the $64,000 question anytime with my subject. And that is? Dick Tracy. Uh, I don't see any reason to go around here with a chip on your shoulder, Mr. Spoon. Look, I haven't got any chip on you my have, shoulder. You have a chip on your shoulder. It's I do obvious. Not, I do not have a chip on my shoulder, Dr. Coy. I don't have to go to college to learn about Dick Tracy. Uh, all right, well, gentlemen, I didn't gentlemen, gentlemen if you have anything to say, which would you... <laughs> Please, please raise your hand. Please raise your hand. Right, now then, the uh, first question today is sent in by a listener is, uh, uh, why doesn't Tarzan do as much swinging as he used to? <laughs> Dr. Coyt? Too old for it. Oh, no. no. Wait a minute, doctor. Tarzan's my subject. Furthermore, he's not too old. It's the man just... is too old. No, man. no, no. It's, it's just that his vines aren't so good as they used to be. <laughs> Actually, I think we can dispense with that vine stuff, Miss Missouri. We all know that he uses ropes. Oh, wait a minute. He doesn't use ropes? I guess I ought to know. Vines are ropes. The fact is, a 72-year-old man is not going to go swinging across the ravine. Oh, no, I mean, uh, sweetheart, you the know that. Hey, 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 Speaking of people's ages, I don't think little orphan Annie will ever see 45 again. Wait, wait, now she's getting a little senile. I mean, I noticed that in her dialogue balloon. A little senile, eh? Well, I think the way she's handling those criminals in the canyon there, it doesn't look like the work of an old lady, does it? All right, let's let's think an old lady. Yes, uh, 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 we get on to the next. Whip those criminals. She's a nice yes, old lady. Could we please have anything? Carl is eight years old. I know. We, we get on to the next question. I think we have completed that question. She dyes her hair. She yes, got a red wig. She dyes her hair. Oh, you're a real card tonight, aren't you? Yes, you know. That one. 
Uh, Mr. Spoon, did you have your hand up? I certainly did. In oh. fact, it went to sleep. Oh. <laughs> we're going to talk about criminals here. I think we should leave that to the Dick Tracy expert. Oh, that's it. That's a wonderful idea. All right, now here's our next question. Is Morin Plenty really guilty of the triple murder? Now we're getting somewhere. Never mind that. It's thing... dull stuff. Dull. What do you mean, dull? dull. No, no, let's talk about some of the orphan anti characters. Punjab, for instance. Now, there's a man. Oh, Punjab. Punjab. It sounds like a misprint. Sorry, that Punjab. Could he drop a leopard with a four inch letter opener? Listen, he just dropped his cloak over the leopard. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got my hand up. I got my hand up. One at a time. Look, I was. You got your hand up. Go ahead. All right, I'll. You don't, you don't. Listen, your hand's still asleep. Will you let me talk? I'll have to learn the language. Well, the, uh, the next question, I uh, subject, uh, is wardrobe. Wardrobe. Yes, wardrobe. Does or does not Orphan Annie have more than one red dress? <laughs> oh, Dr. Boyd's hand shot up. You're first. Ah, uh, yes. The man who has uh, received his doctor's degree in Little Orphan Annie. You have got to keep rubbing that in, don't you? I'm not rubbing uh, it in, sir. I'm merely stating a fact. I have a doctor's degree. All right, degree. Please. Uh, that uh, is uh, a Dr. Fact. Boyd had his yep. hand, you know, up at the All right, yeah. And when he was a little kid, he was a little fat, spoiled kid. I can tell the type. Yeah. <laughs> I may be permitted to continue. Uh, yes, some sir. of our lesser educated people here. Yeah, uh, he didn't mean that. I, I, I happen to know. Or not. I got to take a poke at him. Right. Let's, no, no fight. May I please? Dr. I happen to know that Orphan Annie has a whole closet full of dresses. It's not the same dress. She changes them daily. Daily? Oh, please. <laughs> I can recognize the same dress day in and day out. Madam, they are different. They are different dresses. That is a fact. Take it from me. That's my subject. She breaks him up with a nice little blue sweater and chic belt and scarf every once in a while. And how does she break up those chic little white cotton stockings? Wait now, a minute. she hasn't changed those stockings in 25 years. <laughs> I, I take that as a personal affront, sir. A That's, personal affront. I intended it as so. Even if it were the same pair of stockings, I think Annie would rinse them out every night. It's so like her. It's so like her. Oh, so like her. Wrenches them out. Take it from them. I hold it. Listen, madam, you should look that good in white cotton stockings. Rinse or unrinse. Hey, uh, White, that Daddy Warbucks is a pretty wealthy guy, right? <laughs> Only one of the top billionaires in the world, that's all. That's all. Well, then why doesn't he spring for a few bucks and get her a home permanent? A rat's nest, eh? Hey, listen, madam, I noticed the Marcel has gone out of Tarzan's hair lately. Well, he passed Are you the kidding? fingernail test. Uh, well, he's wearing a hairpiece. Just serves him right, the big jerk. Oh, no. Just oh, no, listen here, Dr. White Stocking. Oh. You insulted the no, Lord, Annie. Listen, listen, listen. Oh, 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 people, uh, uh, our time is up. Bring Sandy in, that's all. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And that's the animals and, of our time. Yes, it is. I'm very sure. show. And that concludes another episode of our panel show, Face the Funnies. Now, it's good night to Mr. G.L. Spoon. If vandals kidnap you, look for fingerprints on or about your person. That's a crime stopper. <laughs> oh, indeed it is. And Dr. Linus Coit? Yai. Arf, arf. Glorioski, it's been grand being here. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> finally, Mrs. Edna St. Louis, Missouri. Me. 
panelist. You, not <laughs> And so it's good night until next week. And now, once again, here's that comic master, W.C. Fields. An excerpt with the dubious title, The Day I Drank a Glass of Water. It is a sunny California afternoon, and we find W.C. Fields seated on his patio, strumming his guitar, as he is being interviewed by Miss Ophelia Snapdorp of the Lompoc Bugle. It's nice of you to grant me this interview, Mr. Fields. Think nothing of it, my beauty. I'm always glad to speak for the public print. Well, I think I have about all I need. There's just one more question, Mr. Fields. What is it, my beauty? Is it true that you once drank a glass of water? <laughs> That's what an accusation. I haven't had a drop of water on my tongue since the gold rush days. I was up in Nome, Alaska, and I made the mistake of picking my teeth with an icicle. The icicle melted and I nearly strangled to death. Those were the happy days. I hope they'll never come again. I crossed the frozen tundra with my trusty dog team, which I ate later. They were very good with whipped cream. At long last, I arrived at the igloo of an Eskimo friend of mine who distilled a delectable beverage from whale blubber. Well, that's all very interesting. But uh, when did you drink the glass of water? Oh, yes, you remember that, don't you? The water. That was 35 years ago. And I was talking to Tex Rickard and Death Valley Scotty in the old Victoria Hotel bar. I left the cafe and walked down Broadway. I must have been thinking. For the next thing I knew, I was struck by a runaway street organ in Allegheny, Pennsylvania. The entrepreneur of this musical cavalcade, an Italian gentleman, was most profuse in his apologies. This poor frightened monkey bit me in the stomach in his excitement. Uh, were you ever bitten in the stomach by a wild monkey? No. Oh. I was rushed to the hospital. Soon after being hospitalized, I took a turn for the nurse, a uh, worse. My nurse, Miss Dorothea Fizzledaco, was pretty, starched and blonde, with cheeks like peaches and cream which I had for breakfast every morning. Things went along smoothly into one day when my doctor entered my room to find that I had a half Nelson on Miss Fizzledockall in an effort to rest a vial of rubbing alcohol from her determined grip. Uh, Miss Fizzledockall was immediately replaced by a male nurse. I recently received a postcard from Dorothea in a bottle. She is in one of the Cuckoo Islands in the Pacific, and perfectly happy, except that a mosquito carried off her pet dog while she was napping on the beach. But what about your drinking the water? Oh, yes, you're back to that again, yes. I was driving across the Mojave Desert in search of the lonesome Charlie gold mine. And by chance, I happened to come upon the Happy Buzzard gas station and tap room. 
head of the tap room and said to the barkeep, double slug of red eye, please. And he replied, sorry, no liquor, partner. What of the sign that swings outside proclaiming the happy buzzard? How can a buzzard be happy without a nip? This is election day, partner, and oh. the bar is closed. It's the law. Who made this law? The people voted for it. That's carrying democracy too far. Well, if you're so thirsty, how about a nice glass of water? Are you insane? Say, ain't you W.C. Fields? No autographs, please. I guess I am insane. Asking you to drink a glass of water. Well, I'd bet a hundred dollars you wouldn't do that. Of course I would. Did you say one hundred dollars? A sanctuary note? Yep. Get your money up. Okay. Here's my money and here's your glass of water. Look. Hideous looking stuff. Don't you put an olive or a cherry or some formaldehyde in it? Nope. Just plain water. All right. I'll drink it. May the state of Kentucky forgive me. Well, <coughs> here's over the lip. Uh, I must be seeing things. W.C. Fields is reaching for a glass of water. He's lifting it from the bar. There it goes up to his lips and there goes my hunter. Uh, he's just starting to drink. No, no, he's putting it back in the bar. Oh. Whoops, he's lifting it to his lips again. He, he grits his teeth. Fuck, cracky, he's... He's a-drinking that water. Uh. <laughs> oh, Mr. Fields, Mr. Fields, what's wrong? Oh, get a doctor, you idiot. I've been poisoned. Let's move on now with another chapter in the life of Private Sad Sack. Mel Blank as Sad Sack is joined by Orson Welles. Yeah, hello, what is your name anyway? From that introduction, you could only be... That's right, I'm Private Sad Sack. Oh, Private Sad Sack. Tell me, did you always talk like that? Uh, well, uh, when I was a kid, I, I, I had an awful, uh, stud, uh, I used to stud, uh, you, you could hardly understand, uh, no one could tell uh, what I was talking about, talking about, talking about, I haven't changed much, have I? And what, may I ask, brings you to this secluded corner of the fourth estate? Huh? <laughs> I said, why do you come dashing into a newspaper office? Oh, oh I, I'm terribly interested in the editor. You see, I, I like the intellectuality. I got a literate. It's the literate. I want to improve my... I want to improve my... Where's the washroom? <laughs> glad you dropped in, Sack. As an editor, I'm interested in all human beings, even when there's a doubt. 
Tell me something about your life. Where were you born? Um, I was born in Philadelphia, 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 Pennsylvania, 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 Newark, New Jersey. I just told you in New, 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 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I noticed, Zach, I noticed, Zach, that you're now in the medical corps. How did that happen? Oh, well, I'm, I know all about hospital, the hospital, see, I'm, I'm, I've studied medicine, medicine, I'm, I'm a big doctor, I carry pans. <laughs> Come now, you must have had some sort of medical background when you went to school. Did you have uh, pharmaceutical therapeutics? Uh, yeah, but I used to throw them on the floor and then step on them. Oh, you misunderstand me. What I meant is you must have some knowledge of physiology and anatomy. Oh, oh, oh sure, I studied anatomy at, at night for three years. Why did you stop? Uh, the, 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 the policeman chased me away from uh, Earl Carroll's. Zack, I can see that you need some good fatherly advice. There's no future in being a playboy and philandering your time away. Is there isn't? No, no, no. Don't you know that if you hang around those nightclubs, it will impair your health and ruin your nervous system? Gee. <laughs> Yes, there's nothing in that kind of life but false joy that will end in abject misery. Now, you're not going back to Earl Carroll's again tonight, are you? Oh, and uh, no. You, you mean that? You mean that? Yeah, oh, 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 sure. Yeah, the, the policeman's still there. <laughs> Radio has gone through many changes since the days of the 40s with all the big-name programs and stars. Now, when you tune into your favorite station, it's likely that you'll be entertained with news and disc jockeys, or disc jockeys and news. Here's comedian George Carlin to show us exactly what a rock and roll station sounds like. Hi there, kids. Welcome to the Willie West Show here on Wonderful Wino Radio. Wonderful Wino. Welcome to the Willie West Show here in a wonderful way. with the weird one. It's been a Willie West wing anywhere with 101 wild and Willie Wedges of Wax and Quazy Wagons to play on the radio. Right here on Wonderful Wino. Wonderful Wino. 17.50 on your dial just above the police calls, kid. <laughs> we got stacks and stacks of wax and wax. We got the pick to click, the ones to watch, the oldies but goodies, the newies but gooies. We got the top 700 records here in the world. A wonderful wine, a wonderful wine. <laughs> Let's get started with big rock and sound now. That great new group from England, the Kansas City Boys. Let's hear them. My baby's dead. Bling, ding, bling, ding, 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 bling. My baby's dead. Dude. She got hit by a train. Dude. Big old train. I'm gonna get that train. 
There it is, kids. Another big romantic ballad for you. And you heard it right here on Wonderful Wino. Wonderful Wino. That was by Danny and the Dressmakers, one of the great new groups around. And that's their third million seller this week. Okay, let's move along. Two in a row, a big double play in the Weird Willie West show for you. Another tune here. This one's brand new. Hasn't even been released yet. It's number one on the charts this week. <laughs> Next week, it'll be a golden oldie. Let's hear it. I send my sinuses to Arizona. I send my liver to Peru. I send my lungs and my kidney for the summer to Sydney. But I'm sending my heart to you. Another big romantic ballad, and you heard it right here on Wonderful Wino. Wonderful Here is a bulletin, bulletin, bulletin. The sun did not come up this morning. Huge cracks have appeared in the Earth's surface and big rocks are falling out of the sky. Details 25 minutes from now on Action Central News. Another big tune for you, kids. Moving right along with one of the big sounds. Listen, we're going to send out some dedications. It's number one this week. Top of the heap, cream of the crop, pick of the pack. Number one and moving higher all the time. Got a few great cool calls in the boss line. We're going to send out some dedications. Big Al, Red, Louie, Spike, Choo Choo, Spanish, Anna, Dirty Mary, Baby Carlos. Junior Pee Wee, Tuts, Popo, Spot, Greasy Creep, Wizzy, Mush, Ralph and Brucey, Ralph and Brucey, hey. <laughs> and it's our pick to make you sick, Jenny. We Jenny. Another big romantic ballad, you heard it right here on Wonderful Wine. And speaking of romance, kids, where are you going to be going this weekend with that date of yours? Why not go on out to the Makeout Drive-In Theater? <laughs> Think you like it out there? No lines, no waiting. There's no movie either, kid. <laughs> no, of course, they've got a great Technicolor Teen Tune Fest for you. A great flick to click out there this week on the six of your super favorite stars, Sandra D, Peggy Lee, Brenda Lee, Bobby V, Molly B, and Oscar Homolka <laughs> in Surf Beach Ball Bash. Don't miss it. 117 of your favorite songs included. Okay, kids, that just about wraps it up here on the Weird Willie West Show on a wonderful Wednesday. We'll catch you again tomorrow on a thumping Thursday if someone doesn't bomb the station. But in the meantime... We got the old tunes, the new tunes, the show tunes, the blue tunes, the greatest music in town. But we never play it! That wraps up another edition of the Golden Days of Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the past half hour. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next time for more highlights from radio programs of the past.
This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.